0: Welcome to Business Buzz. I'm your host, Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Glad to be here. It's a, another beautiful day in Northern California. And I'm going to start today. We have a real interesting guest that we're going to be talking to about local business and uh, the whole Northern California business. He's got a lot of experience. We're going we're gonna to learn a lot. I wanted to start out just with one story that's in the news today. I'm not sure what they're playing on CNN and Fox because I don't watch those too often. But 25 years ago today, the Senate Assassination Committee said that the last of the JFK assassination papers would be released within 25 years. And that was October 26th of 1992. So that means that today's the day. And as of right now, uh, this is about 3 p.m., they said they would be released by midnight. And the way I read the instructions, the only way it can be postponed would be if the president decides that something shouldn't be disclosed. And I heard somebody say today, I haven't been able to look at news a lot. I had a busy day at work as usual. And somebody said Trump had done some kind of tweet to the effect of, hmm, interesting, or something like that. So... As far as I know, he's not going to withhold a lot of them, but I have no idea. So, as somebody who's been reading and studying the JFK assassination for 30 or so years, and not that I'm a I'm not a huge researcher or real buff or anything, but I am interested in it and I have read a lot and uh, you know learned a lot. I'm very interested just to see what's going to come out. They, the topics they talk about are. Oswald's visit to the Mexican embassy two months before the assassination. There's also, it's interesting that the president who sealed these things for 25 years was George W. Bush. And his father was a CIA type back in the 60s. And I've heard in some of the books I've read that George H. W. Bush, the old older Bush, was actually in Dallas that day. So it would be interesting to know if any of the redacted information is actually related to the Bush family. So, but I guess we'll see if they release things by midnight. It should be kind of interesting, but I just think it's kind of trippy that in this day and age somebody made him wait 25 years. It's like, well, what does that mean? Now, for one thing, the elder Bush is still alive. So if they were thinking, well, let's wait till he's gone, that didn't work. So anyway, we'll see what happens. I'm guessing that they're still going to have a bunch of redactions and that they won't release it all anyway, but I don't really know. So we'll just have to wait and see. But that's kind of something interesting for today. It's not that often that a 25-year-old prohibition on information about a presidential assassination gets released. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I also have a quick article I wanted to summarize for you uh, relating to the economy. Uh, business Buzz likes to keep it on uh, economics and business, if possible. My favorite columnist, his name is Egon von Greyers. I've read a little bit about his things from him before. And basically, he's got an article titled, A World of Lies, But Gold Will Reveal the Truth. And he's sort of a guy who's you know, recommending everybody at least have some of their money in the uh, safety of gold, and I wanted to just point out a couple things he says in this article that's very interesting. He starts off saying, the dollar is dead, but the world doesn't know it. It has been a slow death, and the final stages will be very painful for the U.S. and for the rest of the world. The U.S. empire is finished financially and militarily. And then he talks about uh, the subtitle here. It says, Nixon was convicted for the wrong crime. And he says, it all started with the establishment of the Fed in 1913 and escalated with Nixon. For anyone old enough to still remember him, they will think about the Watergate scandal. This was corruption and bribery at the highest level in the Nixon administration, including the president himself. In order to avoid impeachment, which would have been a certainty, Nixon resigned. All this broke out 11 months after Nixon's disastrous decision to take away the gold backing of the dollar on August 15, 1971. Nixon should not have been impeached for the Watergate scandal, but for his decision to end the gold backing of the dollar. That disastrous decision is what will lead to a total collapse of the world economy and the financial system starting sooner than anyone can imagine. Then he goes on to talk about how uh, President de Gaulle of France actually demanded that we pay him in gold instead of in dollars back when this all happened. And the one real interesting part of this article that I wanted to point out to you, does everybody remember the name Bernie Madoff? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this portion of this article. Having just flown from Europe to the U.S., I watched The Wizard of Lies, the film about Bernie Madoff. This was a $65 billion Ponzi scheme that went on for at least 20 years without being discovered. The combination of gullibility... Greed and vested interest led to very few ever questioning this massive fraud. Banks, brokers, asset managers, introducers, and investors all loved it, and therefore no one suspected foul play. Then he goes on to say, Just like the world never questioned the massive Madoff Ponzi scheme, no one ever questions the $2 quadrillion Ponzi scheme that the whole world is now involved in. Madoff was a saint compared to what the world is now being subjected to. So why is no one protesting, and why does everyone believe this will continue? Well, for exactly the same reasons that they believed in Madoff, greed and vested interest. So basically what he's saying is that, like I've been saying, the entire debt-based system is a giant Ponzi scheme, and when it ends, it's going to be a disaster just like it was for the Madoff investors. And the interesting thing that he points out there is that for 20 years, nobody said anything. They didn't look into it. They didn't wonder, how did he make all these amazing returns? And if anybody knows what a Ponzi scheme means, it's other people's money coming in to pay your money back with interest. But when other people's money stops coming in, the Ponzi ends. And what we're facing now in the world is there just isn't enough money coming in except printed paper money. There's no productivity increases, the economy's slow, uh, things like that. So this whole debt-based system where some people have totally been enriched with dollars, is it can't go on forever. And that's why I always recommend to my clients that they at least have a portion of their savings in gold so that when the time does come and the currency value goes way down, they'll be protected by having... A currency like gold that will actually hold its value. And again, uh, I'm Harold Littlejohn, a CPA. I'm on Mangrove Avenue in Chico. You can contact me anytime, and I'm I do a lot of income taxes. I do a lot of accounting, but I'm also a real good second opinion person for anything you've got financial where you might have some questions. So I promised you our our very interesting interview today. In the studio with me is Jim McCall, licensed contractor. got a lot of experience, really smart guy with a lot of interesting things to say. So I'm going to introduce you to Jim. How are you, Jim? I'm good,
1: Harold. Nice oh, to be here.
0: All right. Great to see you. So, you know, lately there's been a lot of these disasters and everything. Now, you have done a lot of work all around Northern California. Tell everybody a little bit about your experience.
1: Well, I started off in the East Bay of uh, San Francisco Bay Area. And worked all the way from uh, Fremont, San Jose, San Carlos, in in the uh, in the Silicon Valley, all the way north into uh, Benicia, Vallejo. Up as, in the as, a, as a as a general contractor, yeah, as a general contractor, right. uh, most of that was uh, uh, small remodeling, um, fire, some fire uh, insurance work, um, flood damage, that kind of thing, right. termite work, right? Just general general contracting,
0: right? So you learned a lot about now. What would you say about the whole environment of contracting these days with the regulatory things getting worse all the time is that kind of where what you see happening yeah it's it's very regulation wise
1: the regulations are becoming very onerous Um, and i'm trying to be fair here with the building authorities because they these rules have come about because people did things badly people were injured and killed in the in the history of construction and that's what they're trying to avoid but they've gone the other way by making buildings so costly that businesses are gradually bailing out they're going to other states where it doesn't cost as much to develop your project or your business
0: right so california in particular is heavy-handed with their regulations and oh they've they've gone
1: whole hog the other they don't even like business they don't want it here they they work very assiduously at driving you away um i have a particular story in santa rosa of all places of a Body shop that was there for, oh, gosh, since World War II, and they use of course, uh, solvents and paints in their work. Right. And uh, Santa Rosa, uh, the city of Santa Rosa, no longer wanted those types of chemicals in their environment, quote-unquote, so they didn't renew his business license and drove him out of of business, actually. Uh, The business business was 60-some years old. Right,
0: and they just decided instead of working something out with, I mean, they weren't using those solvents anymore, were they? Oh, or absolutely. You
1: have to use these solvents in body okay. work. Is, it's very, uh, very um, uh, toxic. I mean, they have to oh, use okay. some really heavy solvents, yeah. but they were using them properly. They were being filtered. They were running, running through fans and carbon filters and all that. I mean, right. they were controlling their, their effluent, as it were but they were still driven out of business.
0: What about the other body shops? Is there not too many in Santa Rosa due to those kind of things? Well,
1: I I guess they had an opportunity to drive this guy off, and they did. So uh, this is one aspect of many I could give you uh, of people who have just been driven away.
0: That's a good example of our state seems to not be pro-business.
1: No, they don't like business. In fact, that's why California, I heard a, a Democratic state lawmaker from Sacramento on the radio a couple months ago, now during the summer, but he was saying that California is net two million uh, housing units in need every year. So we're 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 not catching up to the need, even though the state is is uh, barely growing. Right. So there's always a massive, massive need here, which drives costs just up through the roof. And wow. anybody in even in Sacramento, I was talking to one of my neighbors who uh, works in Sacramento, and he rents down there. He'd like to buy a place, but he can't. The prices are going up so high, and right. we're seeing it in Chico, too.
0: Right, yeah. I've noticed that the housing seems to be going up into another possible bubble. I mean, what what's your feeling on that?
1: Boy, it's hard to say. Uh, the economy is stronger now. We are showing a lot better growth. Even in California, they can't stop it because human nature is so... Uh, Positive in the long run. There's always somebody out there with a great idea who wants to start a
0: business, right? Regardless of the government restrictions, yeah. And they just
1: they just shrug them off as best they can, and they fight through it, and they start their business. And more power to them! Thank God we have them because that's why our economy is so successful here.
0: Now, didn't uh, didn't Tesla? We were talking about Tesla off the air, but they didn't they open a giant factory in Sparks? Are you aware of the one in near Reno?
1: Yes. Uh, we were we were actually working, and um, my wife and I were in Gray Eagle, and before that, Truckee. So we got most of our news and our, our contact through uh, Reno and right. Sparks in that area, and they sold a large plant. I think it was a, a Gale building supply plant on the north side of Sparks, and they developed a, a new, entirely new battery factory out there, which is, is in, I think it's operating now.
0: Right, and it's probably doing hundreds of jobs or oh thousands it's it's of a jobs.
1: oh it yeah. made such a difference for reno reno was very depressed and right. that made a huge difference in fact reno and the city of reno and nevada uh fought for that
0: uh right they had to outbid other oh cities. there was right. a, at least
1: yeah. 10 other states that wanted that right that product wow uh, that product so, so
0: even though all these jobs come in in a situation like that tesla deal Overall, the government had to lay out a lot to get them in there.
1: Oh, the state government gave them massive tax breaks. Right,
0: like, like $1 property tax. Oh, gosh, and, I couldn't yeah, tell you. I, probably you know, like the land cost them $1 or something.
1: Yeah, I know. They they probably just waived all kinds of duties, which right. the uh, local tax base has to pick up, right. obviously. Now, do you
0: ever hear about California waiving a lot of stuff to bring in somebody new? Do you, have you heard of that? or? I mean it's got to yeah, happen somewhere not, but
1: I I just remember I guess I'm trying to think real quick here off the top of my head no but that's but,
0: that's what I'm think, that's yeah. what I mean I can't believe that California couldn't afford to bring in those kind of plants uh, when we, these guys are looking for a place to go they would probably prefer to be in California possibly if they could get a good deal
1: well even uh, apple apple uh, had a, a large. Uh, They're going to expand their campus down there. I think it's in San Carlos. Yeah, Cupertino. It's yeah. one of those towns right. down there. But uh, the the construction costs and the taxes were so onerous that they uh, went ahead and went to Austin, Texas, oh, to, okay. to so, develop that. Con- so and that's they were. another were,
0: example of California losing. E, yeah,
1: even even Silicon Valley can't stand it. I, mean, I think Google left. Uh, with another operation that was expanding as well. Well, you know, the fact that the Internet allows
0: a lot of businesses to come from a different location, like people who work from home, these places won't need to be in Silicon Valley. And we're going to get right back to that after the break. So stay tuned for the rest of Business Buzz in just a minute. We'll be right back.
3: That newborn baby is going to need a lot of special nourishment in order to grow up healthy and strong. The same is true for those who are new in their walk with Jesus. The Bible says they need spiritual milk to nourish their souls at a critical point in their life. That's what we try to provide with the teaching and talk on our station. And when you send them your financial support, you're helping to accomplish something powerful. You're helping us get spiritual nourishment to those who vitally need it. So thanks for looking out for those newborns of all ages. Tell your friends about Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM.
4: Astronaut Bob the Drop here. There's been a lot of talk about water found on Mars. Why would you go all the way to Mars for water when we have the best tasting water at Mount Shasta? It comes from our protected springs and is delivered right to your door. Great
2: landing, Bob.
4: Hey, where are you going with that? Those Martians are stealing my water. Guess we have some new customers. And anyone can get Mount Shasta spring water if they call us at 1-800-922-6227. Pure and simple. Naturally, the best Mount Shasta spring (laughs) water.
0: back to business buzz we're here with jim mccall we're we're really going to dig in a little bit to what's going on with the latest disasters also because california here could be in kind of a bit of trouble i'm not sure but jim's the one who knows about these things what's happening with the construction and reconstruction of these disaster areas you you were talking about houston because at the same time as our fires we have houston and florida but isn't there, what happens to things like the debris? Uh, You're familiar with some of that. Tell us about that.
1: Well, we've all seen pictures of Houston. Uh, Floods are actually worse than fires from the standpoint that you got to get rid of all this uh, flooded material. It's contaminated with sewage, uh, toxic chemicals. It has to be buried in a sanitary landfill. And you've all seen the pictures of Uh, blocks and blocks and blocks of people cutting out everything out of their homes sheetrock insulation furniture and piling it up in the streets as high as you can reach and they've got to tear out the entire interior of the home because it's got it's got uh oh dangerous bacteria uh, who knows what chemicals from whatever businesses were flooded out uh there, there are businesses that that do use toxic waste like dry cleaners um Hardware stores, all those kinds of things who have fuels and solvents, all, all that stuff goes into the floodwater. So you've really got a major problem. And with the, uh, with the hurricanes, the hurricanes will blow a lot of it out to sea, so it ends up on the bottom of the ocean. So, I mean, that's a little bit of a, of a break, but here in California, it all burns. Right. So we don't have to at least get rid of that. We've got a lot of toxic ash and contaminated concrete, which is another whole Issue.
0: Oh, okay. But uh, in the in the concrete that's being made, you mean right now? No, or? the concrete
1: that was uh, in the fire typically um, a lot of it will have uh, toxic like uh, residue. Oh, that will from plate, being heated. From well, it'll it'll plate out on the concrete. It'll hit anything cooler and stick on it. Oh, okay. So you've got vapors that's plastic plastics resins all the interior uh, uh, synthetic fabrics that you have in your home. Right. Uh, burn and these things uh, emit toxic gases and they they are uh, poisonous to breathe and wow. firemen have to run because they can't breathe this air they've got to maintain air packs uh, the, the constantly as they work against these fires it's very difficult to handle but wow. uh, debris is a is a massive massive problem so the debris in houston is so massive
0: they're going to end up what do you think Putting it in landfills maybe or
1: Yeah, Texas Texas is a huge state. Right. And there's only twenty six million Texans, I think. Uh, right, and and, it's gigantic. And it's, yeah. it's very big. And they'll just designate some areas as landfill, you know, close as possible but the to cost
0: the cost of doing all that. It's gotta be a huge oh, well, deficit this, for this, the government.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. This is where FEMA comes in because these these communities there's no way they can handle that type so of So it's damage. gonna end up
0: being a federal cost absorption. Oh yes, the
1: rest of the country is gonna be chipping right. in to help uh, right. Not only uh, Houston, but Florida, parts right. of western New Orleans and, and uh, Louisiana, right. uh, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is another one, and that's even worse because it's on an island, and all that stuff has to be shipped off the island because they don't have enough room to landfill out right. there. You know, so, I'm not an expert, but Puerto Re- Puerto
0: Rico is a territory. Is yeah, that, it's a territory. It's like Hawaii used to be. Yes. Before it became a state. Yes. So, I mean, not that I want to be cruel, but. Are we legally obligated to help? We're not legally obligated.
1: Oh there, are yeah, we? yeah, we are. It's a territory of the United States. I mean, we would do the same for Guam. No, no, I mean airport. we would do
0: it. You know, no matter what. Yeah. I'm just. I'm wondering about. You know, just another piling on on the deficit, which I've been harping on.
1: Oh, I know. It's just and, uh, not
0: going to go away. They just basically they just print more money because they don't right. generate anything by this. It's right. just a big loss. So California now. Is there dangerous fumes out of these fire areas in Butte
1: County, perhaps? Uh, Butte County, not so much, because it was all rural. I mean, these, not these, that many buildings. No, you got okay. a few, ranch, the odd ranch house, uh, right. farmhouse, okay. fences, barns. You know, hay doesn't emit right. any toxic But waste. down in
0: Santa Rosa, oh. you would have these toxic things going on in addition to the regular cleanup?
1: Well, yeah, everything is uh, uh, in the home. If you look around your home, there's all synthetic fabrics. And you, they're they're inert. I mean, they're they're fine as long as they're not on fire. And once you burn these things, if they're not burned like massively at a very high temperature, you get a lot of uh, carbon byproducts that are toxic, and they bond with phosphates and uh, other salts in the home to create these very very volatile compounds that are very so that, d- difficult to, believe. you know, they're dangerous to breathe.
0: Right. That's probably why. People who die in fires aren't necessarily consumed by flames; they're breathing these toxic. Oh, it's gases. smoke inhalation. Yeah, right. Absolutely. But it, it's it's toxic smoke, like poisonous stuff. Yeah, yeah. The only wow. thing
1: in in the rural areas, you got to be careful with poison oak. Right, yeah. and it'll and smoke, get in your lungs. Yeah, particulate smoke in general is very uh, tough on in inhalation, whether it's you know a natural fire like a wildland fire. or in a in a it just gets worse in a residential neighborhood because you've got all these synthetics that are burning so now like the people in santa rosa
0: what's going to happen when they all try to rebuild at the same time what's going to happen with the supply chain do you think Uh, or what do you see right now
1: yeah california california's uh i don't think it's gonna uh, be that big a spike they've already spiked because of uh Uh, Houston, and uh, what really went up uh, from what my suppliers tell me was uh, OSB-oriented strand board, uh, the, you know, flake board, they call it. Right. And plywoods, plywoods and strand board went up right away. But that seems to have settled back down.
0: I had to get a new roof, and it was right around the time that Katrina hit.
1: Oh, yeah, try to get plywood. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: the roofing materials all went up in price. Well, yeah, because people lost their roofs. You know, the
1: hurricane blew away uh, millions of yards of roofs. Right. Right. They had to, they had to make accommodations for that and get it there, and then you got to get it there. So the manufacturers have to gear up, and then you've got to be able to get it into the those areas. Right. So it's a it's a massive infrastructure problem trying to ship everything down there. Look what it takes just to keep people in water, just right. to keep them alive from day to day. Right. right. Particularly in an area like Puerto Rico, where they're getting it, you know, it has to. You can't even fly it in that much. You you can't people you can't keep people alive with airplanes. You got to get boatloads of stuff in there. So.
0: Now, I'm not great on the geography, but isn't Puerto Rico on the same island as Cuba physically? Do you know?
1: No, they are different islands, totally different islands. Cuba is on the island of, with something. Uh, Guantanamo Bay is there. Oh, okay. So that's the Navy base on the south, uh, south right. uh, the eastern, far eastern corner of Cuba. You know, I always wondered if we're such big enemies with
0: Cuba for 50 years, why do we have a base right on their island? Did it, you ever think about that? Or yeah. Is, is yeah. there a reason?
1: Yeah. Yes, it goes back to the Spanish-American War when the United States invaded Cuba and drove the Spanish out. Well, we kept a real tight rein on Cuba all the way up into until the uh, uh, Castro. Yeah. yeah, in fact, uh, that's, a, that's a huge history in itself. But the Navy saw a chance to get a base in the Caribbean Basin, and they took it. Was uh, that like
0: back in the twenties? No,
1: this like? is uh, this is right after Spanish American War.
0: Oh, way back then. Oh, yes, oh, it okay. goes back
1: to like 1900, and oh, they yeah. s- they kept that base. And when Castro um, took over, the Navy said, "Well, tough luck. Yeah, you can. We're you keeping want, you it. You, c- you can come, come and get it. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. It's come and get it,' <laughs> right. and uh, the Navy hung on to it, so we still have it to this yeah, day. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, now Cuba yeah. has a. Yeah, the reason we're not just talking contracting is because Jim has so much knowledge. We just got to go to all these different areas. So Cuba now has Castro's brother? Are you? Do you follow yeah. that at all? Or? Yeah, Raul. Yeah. I, I
1: think Castro died, as I recall. Yeah, and and Raul is uh, now the uh, reigning despot, and he's no better than... You right. know, they still right. execute their enemies. Yeah, they they, they, still they keep imprison a, any an iron, any opposition. Iron fist and all that. Oh, it's, it's definitely a communist country. I mean, right. you cannot protest right. the government down there. Yeah. It's not a good idea.
0: I know there's people that that I've met here in Chico whose relatives lost everything and had to leave Cuba. They were probably part of the former government in the fifties, right? And well, they, had, they, were... they had to leave, or they probably would have been executed, and they lost their farm and their home or whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean Cuba was is your typical communist takeover like Pol Pot in Cambodia. I mean Pol Pot went after the business and uh, ev- uh, the educational class ironically right. enough and sent them to education camps where they worked them to death. And right. the same thing happened with Cuba if you go yeah. and the same thing happened with Stalin and um what's his name uh Lenin, right at the time of the uh, R- R- Russian Revolution, Revolution. yeah. Right. Uh, these guys uh, round up first; they round up weaponry, and then they round up the intellectuals, right. and that's yeah. that's that. They got to so. get
0: rid of the guns first, though, and the mouths, yeah, <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs>
1: and the people who could actually raise, uh, who are talented enough to raise uh, opposition against them, and they they jail them or kill them right away. So. I
0: noticed there was a, a thing on, like, I don't remember what station it was on last night. It might have been Channel Nine. Uh, PBS, but it was, well, we'll get back to that when we come back, so we'll see you right on the other side of the break. Hang on, and we'll be back for more Business Buzz.
4: Astronaut Bob the Drop here. There's been a lot of talk about water found on Mars. Why would you go all the way to Mars for water when we have the best tasting water at Mount Shasta? It comes from our protected springs and is delivered right to your door. Great
2: landing, Bob.
4: Hey, where are you going with that? Those Martians are stealing my water. Guess we have some new customers. And anyone can get Mount Shasta spring water if they call us at 1-800-922-6227. Pure and simple, naturally the best. Mount Shasta spring water. Lift off astronaut bob the drop here there's been a lot of talk about water found on mars why would you go all the way to mars for water when we have the best tasting water at mount shasta it comes from our protected springs and is delivered right to your door great landing bob hey where are you going with that those martians are stealing my water guess we have some new customers and anyone can get mount shasta spring water if they call us at 1-800-922-6227 pure and simple
2: naturally
4: the best mount shasta spring water
3: Our Savior Lutheran Church in Paradise reminds listeners, in the United States, 15% of veterans are homeless. Contact your nearest VA hospital and become a volunteer, even if just for one day. Every effort to help our homeless veterans does make a difference. May God bless our troops. This message from Our Savior Lutheran Church, 6404 Pence Road in Paradise. Call for service time information at 877-7321. They're on the air because they care. Hi, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, It had this phone number on it, and, well, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner.
2: When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know?
4: I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, and I'd be happy to drop it off. We'd do anything for kids, yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger help end childhood hunger near you. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back to Business Buzz. This is your host, Carol Littlejohn, CPA. I'm here with Jim McCall, the contractor with a lot of knowledge and we were talking about despots and how bad they are when they rule their countries, and since we're on the topic of despotism, how's those building departments doing lately, Jim?
1: Oh, they uh, they have a, uh, I'm trying to be fair here, they have a tough row. They're mandated by the state to implement all these new codes and regulations, and their, um, their ability to interpret these uh, statutes is somewhat limited, but... Having said that, it seems that the attitude in a lot of the areas, and I'm not going to be specific here, but it seems to be how can we say how, how can we say no? I know this isn't right. No, they do this for me. Find out more about this for me. It's just they look for ways to. It seems occasionally I, I'm just on the other side of it, so it seems to me like it's almost a, a, a institutional bias to tell you no, not yeah. to do it.
0: Now, one thing that occurs to me is I was one of the last people in my neighborhood here in Chico to replace my shake roof, which was kind of dangerous for fires and things, the old shake roofs. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I replaced mine, and that kind of made the whole neighborhood. I was the last one. And what occurs to me is, okay, that's a rule. You can't put a wooden roof on your house anymore in California. Is that right? Oh, that's long gone, Yeah. yeah. So it seems to me that likely in the last 20, 30, 40, maybe only 10, in the last two or three decades, the real safety issues have been covered by the building codes they put in place 30 years ago. Like, I mean, are the ones they're coming up with now really... Increasing anybody's health and welfare and well-being, to a large it-
1: extent, yeah. You, I got to defend them here because, uh, the, particularly in, I, I'm recently from uh, the mountains, building in Truckee and Gray Eagle, but the new what they call WUI, the Wildland Urban Interface codes, have been very instrumental in blocking fire. Uh, spreading through the forest uh, the forests are totally mismanaged I, I don't think a fire like the one that went through Santa Rosa would save any home in the mountains I mean a 70 mile an hour uh, blowing gale is even is, with the new regulations yes it would but still there, be... but under normal circumstances with low wind you will be able to be more survivable most people understand this is a hundred foot uh fuels right, right. reduction zone. away from the it should be after the fires in Santa Rosa everybody know and also down in Bangor and uh, Laporte the, the fires up there on Table Mountain everybody should have a 200 i think a 200 foot right. and at least have you know if you're going to save the trees around your property have them limbed up way high as high as high as you can get with a like a lift so
0: so these latest laws are actually right now setting those things in place like the firebreak space and all that.
1: Yeah, these are uh, they, I, I believe these are these go back uh, five or six code cycles so probably 15 years. Okay.
0: So they are still doing a lot of good things.
1: Yes, they do. They they do they do study these things and slowly the the good improvements are instituted sometimes by accident, and sometimes right. they don't work. And that's another thing. A lot of times they have uh, what's known as good intentions, but the right. actual effects of good intentions, like a think
0: tank in downtown Los Angeles, is supposed to figure something out for Bangers Forest.
1: Well, they, well, the forest, the Forest Service, the state and federal uh, forest services are hamstrung by the uh, limitations on the cut. Uh, I know the, you mean specifically the budgets. No, the uh, forest. They don't cut the trees, which is just a massive problem. so
0: the fuel gets gigantic.
1: Well, yeah, I uh, mean, look at Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa gets more rain, and they get more uh, moisture from fog than uh, obviously we do over here on the eastern side. And uh, the vegetation there was uh, totally overgrown, totally dense. People love to have shade around the house, and I'm one of them. I like shade. But a fire in, say, Orland heading towards Chico, at a seventy mile an, with a seventy mile an hour wind behind it would definitely torch Chico. It would just be out of control. Wow! Be, and it's all it was all done mostly from what we under, know now. It was all done by uh, blown down power lines and uh, damaged uh, transformers that, that blew up and scattered. Right.
0: Now, what about the regulations on those? Isn't that something that has been addressed lately? Or oh boy, think?
1: that's a tough one because uh, they've they've taken away our CFCs. I think they cl- cl- chloral. The
0: chlorofluorocarbons. Carbons, right. yeah.
1: And they started, uh, they had to go, they didn't have a replacement for them. So they, a lot of, from what I understand now, I'm not certain on this. Somebody's going to have to check my, my Google on this. But they've gone back to mineral oil. And mineral oil is much more flammable than oh. the CFCs. So this, and when they blow, getting rid of
0: the CFCs caused them to have to use more flammable material in their transformers. Yes, and when so these things go. that's sort of a backwards mistake.
1: Oh, it's, it's, an, it's an awful mistake. The CFCs had a lot. No, they were almost, toxic or something, but yeah. but how
0: often would they come down?
1: Is oh, that they were r- rarely, uh, rarely did they open, and they didn't catch fire, right. so it was um, it was uh, pretty. Uh, it was a bad decision all the way around. Isn't that also have something to do with what's in like uh, air
0: conditioning units? Wasn't that a CFC thing about? Oh, Freon. Or 40
1: or 40. They were worried about Freon because there's um, uh, ozone in it, I believe. Right, that's going to take away the ozone. Oh, that's layer, that's yeah. the most ridiculous right. thing. There, there's no proof of that. Right. And, and aerosol cans. They used. To, they've taken
0: away things in the yeah. past. Yeah, yeah. Right.
1: The, the, I believe there's ozone and other chemicals in there. The people, yeah, people in right. California don't like. They don't know why they don't like them, but they don't like them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've just well, gotten they, bad press. Well, yeah. they
0: also raised the smoke. I noticed they raised the smoking purchasing cigarette age to 21. Did you notice that on the door to the liquor store?
1: Oh, yeah, and that just makes it even more attractive. Uh, I know when I was a teenager, if somebody told me I couldn't do it, I was right down there trying to get some. You know, I knew it had to be good if they're trying to outlaw it. So well, I'm old to,
0: enough to remember cigarette vending machines.
1: Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you, you could, know. that's how we got our that's cigarettes. That's how we out. got
0: our first pack. I remember that down at the yeah. Out at the gas station, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Nobody cared. You just put your, put your quarter in there and get your pack. Yeah. I, I got, to, I got to
0: admit, to my one problem of addiction in my life was nicotine. I, my brother and I both smoked a cigarette. I was like ten, and he was twelve. I loved it, and he hated it. Yeah, I, he never smoked in his life. I smoked all the way up till I quit ten years ago.
1: Yeah, uh, smoking is uh, one thing that I'm, I'm really torn on because I know how, what a terrible effect it oh. has on public health it's just a it's just a really bad habit and it right. ruins your health right. it really does right. and it,
0: when i was a smoker i just you know kind of empathize with it and you know smokers have rights and all that but i look back on it now and i'm so glad i quit and i wish of course i wish i had to quit earlier but you know better late than never i guess and, you know. yeah <laughs> well in the old days everybody smoked
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. So I remember going to theaters, and you'd sit in the theater oh, and yeah, you'd see big like columns, yeah. columns of smoke drifting up in front of the projector. <laughs> also, uh, I remember taking my first date out to a restaurant somewhere, and somebody lit up a cigar in the dining room and about drove us out of the place because right. my, my parents didn't smoke, and I wasn't used to it. Right. And the cigar just about ruined my dinner. Right. So, I mean,
0: but so, so. you've never been a smoker?
1: Oh, well, I, I admit to the occasional cigar. I, yeah, I, okay, I do. Well, <laughs> you know. Men are men. You yeah, know? <laughs> I, do, I do like a cigar occasionally, that's for I sure. Don't know. Uh, You know,
0: as far as now, so in your daily work, these regulations and the things you have to do at the building department, they actually add to the bottom line of what the consumer has to pay when they hire someone like you to do a job.
1: Well, that's why we're chronically behind in our our production of housing units, because the the regulations are so difficult and the zoning requirements are, are so stringent. And you get the uh, not-in-my-backyard types who don't want any improvement to anything, no matter what it is. And uh, then you get uh, code improvements every three years. And what's making it worse now is they're actually linking... The code here in the United States to the international code, Uh-oh. so you're getting all this stuff from Europe, which is just I- irrelevant. <laughs> oh, it often is. Yeah, often is yeah. irrelevant. Yeah. And once some, I
0: hear that worldwide rule stuff, I start cringing.
1: Oh, it's it's not good. Yeah. We we need to cut that connection somehow. I mean, we can look at it because sometimes they are uh, they do cross over in terms of health and safety, and that's what I'm we talking get about. Get a here. good
0: idea out of some of it, but yeah,
1: but most of the time uh, we don't need it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now, d- don't you kind of feel like Trump would be the right president to n- stay away from those international things a little bit, or?
1: Yeah, I think. Well, he maybe him, he's a builder. That guy is a that guy has built some major, major projects. So and he wants really, people to build. Is that right? He wants building. He wants construction. He knows people need it. It's we're way behind after eight years of the last regime. We've really scotched all kinds of building projects in this country. From the infrastructure on up, we need roads, we need bridges. All that stuff was uh, dispensed with during the Obama administration. None of it got done.
0: The other interesting thing I read was that we as a nation, of course, are in debt, like I've talked about before with the trillions of dollars. China also has a debt issue, but they did spend tons of money building tons of infrastructure that they're not even using yet. Oh, yeah. Those uh, ghost
1: cities. The ghost cities. I mean, look at the, uh, what was the uh, uh, the 2008 Olympics? Right. With the bird's nest. Remember the bird's the nest? The Beijing Olympics or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That bird's nest of Olympics, uh, that bird's nest, uh, what do you call it, coliseum thing? Yeah. That took 2% of the world's output of steel for that year. Whoa, two percent. I mean, that uh, was a massive, massive structure. But they don't have to win elections over there. Remember, these guys are president for life, right? And so they, they can tell their people, "Well, we're, we're devaluing the one today. You're going to take a ten percent hit because we're right. way, we we need can't some do more money." About it, right. Yeah, and you just eat it. But yeah. the idea is that their debt at least went into something they can use. Ah, Our but debt. it's it's not usable because they they can't even get people in there. They have no infrastructure to support them. There's no sewer. Well, they, I was just thinking about
0: in the future. Well, if they needed,
1: hopefully, you know, and, you know, apartments I, I, in a city. Even as economic adversaries. Why would adversaries, they do that then? To keep their industry good. That's why. Or oh, to keep
0: the suppliers in right, business. And, to,
1: to keep the trades occupied. I mean, you, you've trained this, this cadre, this army of tradespeople in, oh, what, 30, 40, 50 different trades? And if you don't supply them work, they'll go do something else. They'll go back to farming. They'll work in the hotel business. They'll try to get offshore they'll try to get away somewhere from an onerous regime like that. I really
0: hadn't thought about it that way.
1: Yeah. I mean, you've got to keep them busy somehow. And uh, Donald Trump understands that. I mean, you've got to keep your your, your construction crews happy, make sure they get paid, make sure that the unions don't lean on them too hard, take their cash. I mean, the unions, I couldn't imagine dealing with unions in New York City. I was a teamster for a while in Oakland, and my goodness, what the union did to those companies it just right. drove them away right which uh then resulted in fewer and fewer teamsters and now there are no well there's a few left right now like t- t- oakland right. was a uh, transportation hub right. for decades uh, starting with world war ii yeah and now it's uh well they, they still do a lot of containerization but all that containerization comes from china and the containers go back empty oh wow yeah So we don't have, we're not having, we're not exporting to China. They don't export from us unless they absolutely have to.
0: Right. All right. Well, we're going to talk some more about that when we're back with Jim McCall on Business Buzz in just a minute. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm your host, Harold Littlejohn. We're talking with Jim McCall, and one of the things he brought up was the Teamsters driving businesses away sometimes with their heavy-handed union situations. It reminds me of the fact that that some of the Teamsters in the Midwest are taking cuts to their Teamsters' pensions. They were promised whatever they used to make. They would get like $1,500 a month, and some of these people found out that they're slashed down to 40% of that or 600 a month because the Teamsters is another giant Ponzi with their pension fund. In other words, you know, you've got, when you start out 60 years ago, you've got 10 people in the cart and 50 people pulling the cart. But as everybody gets older, now you've got 50 people in the cart, the retired Teamsters, and 10 pulling the cart. Which are the teamsters that are working when unions are declining?
1: Yeah, there's uh, there's the teamsters. I believe the last statistic I heard was that uh, fewer than six percent of the private sector is unionized. So right. the teamsters have to be a lot less than that. Right. And it so, used to
0: be what forty or fifty percent. Oh, in yeah, the Old it,
1: days. Yeah, it was it was close to fifty percent. I think it was closer to sixty percent. Right. In the, the heyday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back in the uh, uh, mid '60s. Right. And that includes management. There are many management, particularly in the auto business, who were mid-level managers, were unionized. But now uh, the uh, Teamsters have managed to kill off so much business or drive it offshore or drive it into right-to-work states. Like Nevada, that's what happened here in in the Bay Area. A lot of the companies who were uh, unionized in the uh, 70s when I was (laughs) driving trucks uh, moved to Nevada or um, Oregon or Arizona. They just left the state. And now those states have um, largely become owner-operator. A lot of the freight that used to be unionized is now owner-operator. Right. So you have uh, fleets of uh, uh, single operators, or maybe a guy with three or four trucks, very small trucks, and they are operating off a GPS and uh, satellite phone, and they just they you know they they get their over the road.
0: Right. Logistically, they can make it work yeah and it, yeah.
1: and they get paid and they get a they get a percentage right and the union would have uh, fought that tooth and nail right but now there's no jobs right. so they they've the, all their pensions are going broke because the uh, there aren't enough new people coming in to no, supply yeah, the there's money. No, yeah, exactly right. right it's right. just like Social Security. There aren't right. enough people coming in to right. pay right. for us who are going right. to soon be on Social Security. The biggest so, Ponzi scheme. <laughs> oh, gosh, uh, don't get me started. <laughs> yeah. You know more about that. In fact, I'll ask yeah, you see, some questions. Yeah, I see that.
0: that in the tax world, and uh, a lot of people come up and ask me that question. It's like, well, in my opinion, they will either have to cut benefit. I mean, there's there's no two ways about it. Either the benefits get cut or they just keep printing so much money that inflation goes up.
1: Well, it'll be a combination of all yeah. three of those. And they'll raise the uh, age of retirement. Of, oh, yeah. Of that's the yeah.
0: easiest way to, yeah. to slow. But it's just a, um, what do they call that? Uh, it's just uh, pushing it, kicking the can down the road.
1: Right. It's not going to solve the problem. No, yeah. no. So.
0: And, you know, if you're getting 2000 a month from Social Security, that's okay maybe now if your rent is $800 but if your rent goes to 2000 2000 won't help you much.
1: Right. Yeah, we uh we've got some issues to solve here, particularly in California where we're really not growing much as a state. I know Butte County, I think of the last statistics I heard last year were uh we've we've grown uh, the population I think less than 1%, but uh the business community is still doing okay. We're not we're not going the other way like we were From uh, 2008 through 2012, we were declining in there. But I think now uh, we've turned that corner, and actually things are looking up pretty good. I mean, here in the construction business, I know uh, my subs are frantically busy. It's very difficult to get them. So the, oh, the only good. reason that's I have right. a lot, I have a lot of uh, history with these guys. Right. So they'll
0: they'll listen to you when you yeah, call. Yeah, they no. they
1: know they're going to get paid uh, well when right. <laughs> when I call. But you
0: them. have to because now there's ten other guys that need their work.
1: Absolutely, I gotta right. I gotta be really nice to these guys. That's so. cool. I mean, you know, that's oh, yeah. good.
0: That's good to know that it's it's hot like that right now.
1: Oh, it is. Uh, I th- there's a lot of pent up demand. Like I said earlier, there's a lot of there's a. Uh, shortage of housing everywhere, Right. Uh, particularly here in Chico. Chico seems to know it, and they're allowing all these new apartment buildings all over town. You see, I was to say on. it
0: seems like once they go up, it's not long till the parking lots are all full, and I guess they're fully rented.
1: Yeah, they they and, do they do well, and the and the college is running. Uh, my daughter works over there, and she tells me that they're running uh, around right around seventeen thousand. Ah, uh, full house. Oh, that's pretty high. Yeah, for a yeah. while it
0: dipped down to fourteen or something. Yeah, maybe. they did
1: uh, during the um, the downturn. Yeah, there was a, a somewhat of a, yeah. a slack in the student body population, but now it's picking up quite well. And uh, there's not enough housing here for them. Yeah. It's a it's a desperate need. I know some
0: a uh, couple of my smart uh, tax clients started buying as many units as they could a long time ago. Oh, but well, they were smart. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would really like well. to. Yeah, yeah. I would like to have been there. But... <laughs> I wish I had a sixteen plex a block from the school myself. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: it would go really well. But uh, th- it's um, it's definitely uh, improving that way. But what happens in areas like uh, Santa Rosa that burned? You not only have fifteen thousand or so people who are newly homeless. But you have all the FEMA people, aid workers, construction workers coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not enough hotel rooms. Right,
0: because a lot of the hotels burned also.
1: Yeah, so they lost um, yeah. Uh, they lost a whole Sheraton, forty uh, some rooms over there, wow. something like that. Yeah, um, there was a, my mother's home was uh, just dodged it by a, just by an eyelash. Her building is scorched and is uh, toxic oh, it has it toxic didn't. smoke in it, and so all the clothing and fabrics inside the House, the contaminated. Uh, yeah, then they have to. Oh, it's it's it might so as well. Even have she's
0: getting a big insurance claim going. Probably. I you, mean, I'm just thinking about the insurance companies. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, the even the houses that are still standing have issues like that. Oh, yeah. I so mean, it's you,
1: huge. You might yeah. be able to save the building. You're going to have to strip all the clothing and the carpets and all the fabrics out of it. Right. The uh, upholstery, and whatnot. But you're going to have to paint it and seal it up. And the, the uh, service, uh, what do you call it, service pros right, are pros, just, yeah. yeah, they're really going to score right, on this Right, the ones one.
0: that are cleaning up uh, to make it as if it never happened.
1: Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I like that commercial. <laughs> Good whisper. luck on that. Oh, so. man, it's going to be its gonna be a 5- to 10-year process. I mean, look how long it took the Oakland Hills fire to recover. Right. They had a similar fire. I think it's 3,500 structures or something like that. Yeah, that in, was a bad Mostly one. residential, uh, but they... They uh, It took about 10 years, and yeah. a lot of the codes changed because of that, and, and rightfully so. I mean, they, they just didn't do things right. I was a volunteer fireman in the mountains for a while, and the training films we saw of the San Diego fires back in 2003, we had a similar event wow. in San Diego, and the flames coming up the hill— uh, would devour a uh, 10 and 12 condominium block in a matter of minute and a half. Wow! You know, multi-story, and it yeah. would just be it would just be fully engulfed and al- almost collapsing within three or four minutes. Well, my memory so, on the
0: Oakland fire was I happened to be at the 49er game oh, at Candlestick, and that everybody
1: day. was looking at the smoke. Well, we yeah. were listening yeah. to the
0: radio about it because yeah. it was like I got my wedding reception was at the Claremont in Berkeley and the fire came close to the Claremont and that thing's one big tinderbox
1: oh it's it's all redwood it's wood, all wood yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So I was worried about that, but what was interesting was there was actually ashes falling on us at the game. Yeah, it was all swirling the way from Oakland. Yeah. yeah, it
1: was swirling around and back and back. Uh, yeah. We call it retrograde action yeah. west across the bay. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was I a phenomenal. Don't it, I don't
0: know what it is about me and Candlestick, but I also happened to go to the World Series game. Oh, well, you've got a collection here. You should start <laughs> writing this down. Oh, the Disaster well, I Herald. I never went to. I mean, I went to World Series games when I lived in the Bay Area with the A's back in the early '70s because I was only like. 16 years old. So I got to go to those, but that I happened to go to that game. And what was really weird is if you ever hear somebody say it's like earthquake weather, when we were walking, we were going to the stadium club, which is where you can have a meal before the game. So we got there about three o'clock. The game was starting at five or 5:30 or something. And as we were walking to the stadium, I even mentioned how quiet it was. There was not one, you know, that's right next to the bay. Yeah. There was not one wisp of wind. Yeah. No breeze. And I remember thinking, it's so quiet. Yeah. And then two hours later, I'm sitting in the top deck. I didn't have good seats or anything. I was in the outfield on the second deck, and the whole thing's moving. And it's like, whoa. (laughs) So, anyway, that was interesting. It just happens that I was there for the earthquake and for that Oakland fire,
1: but, you know. I'm surprised uh, Candlestick did so well. Yeah, the, it really
0: did. I mean, it, it was built in the 50s. Yeah, They
1: had no damage there, yeah. and all the damage took place on the East Bay side, well, in the Marina District. Well, yeah,
0: that, Well, that Embarcadero Freeway was the yeah. big the, mess. That's where everybody got killed. Yeah, that's where they... they and, and if it hadn't been for the World Series game it would have been bumper to bumper in there. Right. But since everybody had gone home early, because it was the Giants versus A's, right? everybody was going home
1: early. To watch the there game. There very few yeah.
0: cars in that thing at 5 o'clock, which yeah. was really lucky. Oh,
1: no, there's a lot of blessings involved yeah, in that one. And that
0: was lucky. No question. So
1: my main question for you,
0: we're heading up to the end of the hour. Number one, what's your contact info for people who might need to talk to a real intelligent contractor who's been around the block
1: this is JAM General Construction. Uh, you can J-A-M, go on, right? J-A-M General Construction. You can go on my website. It'll pop right up here in Chico. Or you can call me at 530-412-1354. Well,
0: that's great. And now my main question for you while we wrap things up is, if you have ever considered a political career?
1: Oh, yeah, but... Uh, it would, uh, it would because I would vote for you <laughs> and I don't vote, remember? Uh, that's right. I, yeah, I admonish you severely for that. You, got, you, you, you must vote. You, you made me think twice. Okay, you should vote. No question about it. No, my past is, uh, is, uh, dark and dangerous. I I couldn't have a, that exposed. You wouldn't so. want to be like Chico City Councilman? Uh, think what you could accomplish. Yeah, I, it's a possibility. I, kick it around from time to time
0: i just wondered because you yeah, know no. you you speak well you could you could give a speech like teddy roosevelt
1: yeah i could get up you the know. bull moose party yeah get, there, <laughs> right. get up there and harangue yeah, yeah. Yeah. you people
0: hey, you could start a third party
1: <laughs> oh yeah oh, God, that'll go over well look oh, at yeah. look what happened to teddy after that one, oh, yeah
0: yeah <laughs> i know that wasn't good it
1: didn't it didn't go well for us after that we got Ross woodrow Rowe? We got Woodrow Wilson. Oh, Oh, Don't get me going on that. Now,
0: at least he did confess on his deathbed. If you ever read about that, he confessed how much he regrets what he did. Woodrow Wilson.
1: He was was a dark leftist. He was uh, a Princeton
0: University president. Yes. That they decided to, what, first they made him a governor in New Jersey or something. Yeah. And then that leapfrogged him to the presidency. But what a chump. And if it hadn't have been for Teddy Roosevelt splitting everything up, yeah, he wouldn't have never yeah, ever made it.
1: Yeah, Teddy made a mistake on that one. Taft Taft would have been a better president, no question right. about it. Right. Wilson was a disaster. In Did a lot you know of ways.
0: that Taft uh, actually later said that his he was president, but he was also Chief Justice of the Supreme Court
1: at the same time? No, later.
0: No, later. And yes. He actually, when he was older, he said that his most important job was as Chief Justice.
1: Oh, no question. Yeah, yeah. The politicians come and go, but the court. Really, oh, you mean t- our
0: non-political court? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that,
1: well, I yeah, it's never been non-political. It's it's po- yeah, been that's political.
0: what that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. that's another thing. But, yeah. no. but it's always fun talking politics. And so, I mean, right now in the uh, in the Chico world, you are seeing an uptick in building. People are busy, so it looks like things are really popping. Yeah, I
1: mean, Chico Chico is doing it right. I I, I have to commend uh, the city fathers here in the planning department because it's growing, uh, it's growing steadily, but it's not out of control. Right. And I do worry about that green line. I I would I was have, just going to
0: ask about the green line. What's going? Is there something going on with that right now?
1: Ah, uh, it's always being tested because these these landowners want to cash in. Right. And they I, want to develop. I, I, yeah. And I understand fully, but we've got to draw a line as a town to protect our agricultural zones. We just have to do right. it. These lands need to—there's nothing like these soils here in California. California feeds probably a third of the world. Right. And we cannot cover class one agricultural soils with housing. It just can't be done. We've got to keep these. We need the food, and we need to develop uh, into the hills, you know, up off of— um, like, uh, like Highway Thirty Two, right, all Mill, yeah. yeah, going up, going uh, uh, east in right. the mountains. That's it's hard to build up there, but it's worth it because we don't cover these valuable soils.
0: Yeah. Now, one of the offsets for these farm families in the, on the other side of the Green Line is their farmland's got to be going way
1: up in value. That's a yes, a farmland commodity. is going way up, and right. you can see these big corporate farms who are planting walnuts everywhere. Oh, everywhere you go is walnuts. It's either walnuts. Uh, the new uh, six-foot olive orchards where they uh, harvest them mechanically, Oh. and grapes. If you go down Highway Five, uh, there's just square miles of grapes now. Is that for wine? Uh, I think it's wine, or grape table, sugar, or
0: just regular food coloring. There's all kinds. Of, uh,
1: I think it's both. Oh. Because if you're making cheap wine, cheap wine, you don't need expensive Cabernet Sauvignon from right. the Napa Valley. I right. mean, you can make Thunderbird out of any. No, they wine. lose
0: vineyards in this fire too. Is oh, that... absolutely. I yeah, think there I are a lot of talking about that the other yeah. day. Wow. Some
1: really high high-end wineries were were scorched. Wow. And it was very sad, and a lot of the crop was lost as well. Wow,
0: this is a very sad event.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> I hate to see good <laughs> wine go to
0: waste, but that's bad too. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Yeah. All right. No well, question. thanks a lot, Jim. I really appreciate you being here. You're welcome. See you next time on Business Buzz. Have a great day and can't wait to talk to you again. See you next time. KKXX,
1: Paradise. K280 GL, Chico.
0: And K283 AR, Chico. Yuba City, Marysville. Hi, it's Matt
4: Four. And Erica Smith.
0: And you should join us every Friday for Chico Now Friday at 30, 5 and 9 p.m. Why do you say? Why should you join us?
4: Because we like to have so much fun. We
0: do. And we talk to people in the community, organizations and businesses. And we hope that you listen because we enjoy it. And we want you to be there because without
3: you, we might as well be talking in a closet.
4: <laughs> you are there, right?
0: I am here <laughs> on KKXX 104.5 FM and 9.30 a.m.
3: Protection Plus says the right to bear arms is a Second Amendment privilege. Protection Plus stands proud and firm for those foundations of freedom. Freedoms that still ring true today. That message from Protection Plus in Paradise. Your full-service certified NRA training professionals in all aspects of firearms. For more information, call Protection Plus at 530-872-9457. That's 530-872-9457. Protection Plus, reminding us that we live in the land of the free, thanks to our brave.
1: And admit that the water's around you